this is old Blois, and uh, I wanted to uh, tell you some more about old Jimmy Vanderstig, because uh, I don't want you to get the wrong idea about uh, Jimmy Vanderstig, because he's a good old boy. He's just as good as he can be, and that's the reason I hated it so bad when uh, he got hurt down here at the schoolhouse. And, you know, I was, uh, I went to see him in the hospital, and and he's doing all right now, but Jimmy just got, he just got on the wrong track. You know, he just, uh, he's just a boy, and uh, and sometimes he acts like a boy, and, and he don't know how he's supposed to behave. But he is a good boy. You know, he comes, him and, uh, him and Lester, comes down here all the time and plays horseshoes with me. And, uh, and, and of course, I always, always beat them, but they come down here, but, uh, and they, you know, uh, them are young boys, and I don't know why they come down here to see me, but I'm always glad to see them. And, of course, we, uh, we have a Coke and, and, uh, pitch horseshoes and, and I'll tell you what kind of a boy uh, Jimmy Vanderstig is. And one time he come down here, and uh, and we pitched horseshoes. And old Jimmy Vanderstig was just, you know, I don't know. He was in, uh, well, what he said, he said he was in a zone, is what he said. And uh, he you know, he beat me down here fair and square in that horseshoe game. He he was hitting them ringers, and uh, and I'd you know I'd throw a ringer, and Jimmy would top it every time. And anyway, he wound up beating me. And uh, to show you what kind of a boy he is, he said, "Well, Mister Porter," he said, "He said I just I just got lucky." He said. And I said, I don't know what you got, Jimmy, but all I can tell you is that you beat me fair and square. And luck didn't have nothing to do with it. But that's the kind of boy Jimmy Vanderstig is. And uh, so I didn't want you to get the wrong idea about uh, Jimmy. He's a good old boy. And... uh, he is a crackerjack mechanic. Now I tell you, he, Jimmy can fix anything. He just, he just, I, I guess you just growed into it, you know, but he just can, he can fix anything with a motor. And, and uh, he helps everybody around here. I tell you what he done for me one time. I had uh, drove to the stock barns and I was coming back home, and I had two calves in the back of the truck. And, uh, and boy, that truck just quit on me. I was about halfway home, and that truck quit on me, and I didn't know what I was going to do. Had them calves in the back of the truck, and I was thought I was just going to have to lead them home and, and uh, leave the truck there, well, Jimmy Vanderstick just happened to come by, and he was driving fast like he always does, and he 
surpassed me going about 80 miles an hour, I guess. It's how fast he was going. He come whizzing by me. I didn't know he saw me. But anyway, he circled around and come back, and he said, what is the trouble, Mr. Porter? And I told him that the, the truck wouldn't run. I said it was running along, and all of a sudden, it just quit on me. And he said, well, uh, he would help me. And so he drove on down there to Lester Clark's house. And uh, directly they come back with a tractor and they hooked onto that truck and towed me on to the house. And, uh, And we unloaded the calves. And I didn't think anything. I, mean, I thanked him and I offered to pay him and he said no and of course you know Lester ain't got no money much and I'd offered to pay Lester and he said no he didn't want no money. He said I'd always been uh, you know good to them. Well I ain't never done much for them but anyway they wouldn't take any money and so I didn't think any more about it except I was trying to think how I was going to get my truck fixed. And uh, about two days later, Jimmy Vanderstig come down to the house and uh, he had a, a fuel pump and he'd gone all the way to Memphis to get it. Well, I, I forgot to tell you, when he when we unloaded them calves, so he looked at the car, at the truck, I mean, and uh, he saw, he said it was the fuel pump. He said, I'd need a new one. And uh, so I asked him at that time where I would get a new one, and he said, well, probably Memphis is where you'd have to go to get it. Well, I was studying about, like I say, how I was going to get the truck fixed, and and Jimmy Vanderstig come down to the house and had a brand new fuel pump with him. And he put that fuel pump on that truck. It took him, oh, I don't know, it didn't take him that long, but about an hour, I guess, to put that fuel pump on that truck. And we started her up and she run just like a lawnmower, just, just like a sewing machine. And so... He handed me the receipt for the fuel pump, and it was $69. And, and I said, well, Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to pay for the fuel pump, but I want to pay you for your trouble. And he said, oh, no. He said, I don't want no money. Just, you know, you pay me for the fuel pump. And I said, well, Jimmy, you had to go all the way to Memphis to get that fuel pump I said let me just pay you at least pay you for your gas and he said no he didn't want nothing he just said just pay him for the fuel pump so I tried my best to talk to him about letting me pay him and he said no he didn't want no money so I give him the $69 and he went on off and and uh you know, that, that just shows you what kind of a boy uh, Jimmy Vanderstig is. 
And so I just wanted to let you know because I thought maybe I might have given you the wrong idea when I was talking about him up there at the schoolhouse. He didn't mean no harm up there. He just cutting up like all boys do. So anyway, I just wanted to clear up any misunderstanding that I might have caused about Jimmy Vanderstick. I'll, I'll tell you uh, a little bit of uh, another story about old Jimmy Vanderstig and, and Lester. Uh, they got into some trouble with the police down here, and it was it was kind of funny, uh, you know, what boys will do. But uh, I, you know, I told you that old Jimmy Vanderstig is a a Cracker Jack mechanic, and he is, and he's got a car down here that I don't know, you know, I couldn't fix a, a, a tricycle, but Jimmy has got this car that he has souped up, and he's got that car where it will really, I mean, you, he got me in there one time and stomped down on that, and I, well, I, uh, fell back up against the back of the seat and I couldn't I couldn't even straighten up it had me locked back at the back of the seat it was going so fast you know that I couldn't even I couldn't even get my breath and I said Jimmy Vanderstig slow this thing down and let me out I don't want to drive no such way as this and uh, he he laughed you know and he stopped the car and I got out. He was going to carry me back to the house. And uh, I said, no, I'll, I'll walk back to the house. I don't want to ride with you no more. Of course, he told me he would, uh, said he would slow up going back to the house. But I said, no, I'm, I'm just going to walk on back. And uh, I wasn't mad at him. I just, uh, it scared me more than anything else. But anyway, what I started out to tell you was that Jimmy's got this souped-up car, and uh, he he was, you know, Lester's his only buddy down here. They, they're they about the only two grown boys that are down here, and uh, Lester, well, I, ain't, I don't mean no harm, but, but he ain't quite right, and that's all I can say, but he, uh, Jimmy got to helping him on his car, and showing Lester a thing or two, and and uh, Lester fixed him up a car, too, you know, that, but he, you know, Lester just half does whatever he does, and so he didn't hook the brake lights or the tail lights up at all. Uh, he was just, he said, well, you don't, I don't know what he said, but he, I guess he was thinking that you don't really need no tail lights uh you know down here in this country and no brake lights and he didn't hook them up and uh he was driving along uh and uh got out here pretty close to the uh three-way and uh the police stopped him and uh they they saw him you know he didn't have no tail lights 
and he didn't have no brake lights. Well, they they stopped him, and I think they was just going to tell him, you know, to hook him up. But they they got to checking, and they found out that his driver's license had been expended, and uh, then he he didn't have no his tags was out of date on his car. So they were going to take him to jail, and they had him in the car and was going to haul him off to jail. And Jimmy Vanderstig drove by and seen it, and so he rolled down his windows and stuck his head out the window and hollered, Fuzz, fuzz, fuzz. And then he tromped down on that gas and he throwed gravel and rocks all over that police car. And of course, they they got after him. Well, Lester, you know, had done got out of the car by then and they got out, they took after Jimmy and Jimmy took out down their three-way and I guess he was going over 100 miles an hour. And they couldn't catch him. I mean, he outrun the police, and they radioed ahead for them to stop him when he got to the next Exxon down there, which was Carlisle. And they they uh, they radioed ahead for them Carlisle policemen to stop Jimmy Vanderstick. Well, them policemen they just pulled out to the edge of the exit. And they was going to stop him when he come by. Well, Jimmy didn't stop. I mean, he just kept right on going and left him. I don't know why they didn't, you know, block the road or uh, do something to stop him. Because all they done was they just stayed up there at the exit. And Jimmy Vanderstick just went by him. Well, they radioed ahead for the Lonoke policemen to stop him. And, of course, the Lonoke policemen, they had more sense than uh, the Carlisle policemen did. So what they'd done was they pulled out, pulled out down the road and they started driving, you know, about 30 miles an hour. And when Jimmy come up behind them, see, he had to slow down because he would have run over them if he hadn't. And then all them other policemen was behind him, so you see he was between uh he was between them he was between the the Carlisle policeman behind him and the low note policeman ahead of him and so anyway, they took him back at to jail and put Jimmy Vanderstig in jail down there uh this little old jailhouse up here is where they where they took him, and uh, you know Lester Clark went down there and told his daddy what had happened, and his daddy wouldn't bail him out of jail. His daddy said, "Well, he ought to have better sense than to do that." Well, you know, I I thought Jimmy Vanderstig had better sense than that myself, but I guess you know Lester was his buddy, and he was trying to help him you know, get away. Well, anyway, Lester Clark come down here and he said, you know, Jimmy Vanderstig's in jail. And I said, well, Lester, what did he do? 
and he told me. And I said, well, Lester, I, I hate it worst way, but I said, I ain't going to bail Jimmy Vanderstig out of jail. And he said, well, he didn't want me to bail him out. He said he had some, Lester had some chickens. And he asked me, did I want to buy some chickens? He had, uh, oh, uh, I guess about a hundred, you know, chicken ducks and and uh, chickens and whatever down here. And he was going to sell them to me. And I said, well, yeah, if if, uh, if you want to sell them, I said, I can use them. And I said, I'll pay you what they're worth. I ain't going to try to take advantage of you. So I paid him what the what the chickens was worth and uh, Lester Clark went down to the jail now you would have thought I, you know I told you when I started this that Lester ain't quite right and he ain't and uh, he went down to the jail now why he didn't give that money to somebody and say go down there and bail Jimmy Vanderstig out of jail I don't know See, he could have told me. I would have gone down there and took his money. I wouldn't have bailed Jimmy out myself, but I would have took Lester's money and gone down there and bailed him out of jail. But Lester didn't do that. He he went down there himself and uh, uh, paid Jimmy Vanderstig's bail. And Jimmy Vanderstig come out and just, you know, smiling and and him and Lester started off you know and they was going on away from that jail you know going to leave Jimmy said he was glad to get away from this place and they got to the door and uh, the the sheriff said hold on a minute Lester and uh, Lester turned around and he said you know, we caught you, and you didn't have no tags on your car, and your driver's license was expended, and they said, Jimmy Vanderstig can go on home because you bailed him out, but you're going to have to come to jail yourself. So what happened was that Jimmy Vanderstig got to go home and Lester spent seven days in jail and uh, the uh, he's lucky they didn't give him more than that cause, but they know about Lester and they know you know how he is so they just let him stay in jail seven days and then they turned him out and uh, Jimmy Vander Stig was trying to raise money to get him out of jail but Anyway, they turned him out, and uh, so uh, I just thought that was funny, and I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, why them boys didn't know any better than to do what they done, but Jimmy was laughing about it, and he was telling everybody up here how he had outrun the police, and, uh, and he did. I mean, he outrun the the uh, Hazen police and the, and the Carlisle police too. Couldn't none of them keep up with him. 
so uh, he was bragging about that and laughing, and he got he got a big kick out of it. And I think Lester Clark got a big kick out of it too, except for the seven days in jail. I don't think he got much of a kick out of that.